Welcome to Life Fire Layout, the podcast where we bring the world of public safety to your listening device. I'm your host, Prescott Natto, and I would like to uh, welcome any new listeners who might be uh, tuning in for the first time and really uh, start with an apology for the listeners who are tuning back in. It has been some time since I've posted an episode, and while I'm not uh, one for many excuses, uh, in this case, I think you'll appreciate the, the pretty awesome news coming out of my household, um, which is that uh, we just welcomed, welcomed um, the addition of our third boy to the uh, to the Natto household, which is a lot of work, uh, but extremely exciting. So uh, a ton of stuff going on here at the house, uh, and it is sacrificed um, some time in the podcast. So what I can say is now that things are starting to even out, pan out a little bit around here, um, the listeners can expect uh, some more regularity from the Life Fire Layout podcast. Thank you for your patience on that. Uh, speaking about all that, uh, <laughs> I've had a nice opportunity to draw some uh late night correlations uh, as I'm up with the baby um, between the life uh, of a newborn experiencing, you know, dealing with a newborn uh, and also what it was like being on shift at the firehouse. Um, and so the topic that I've chosen for this, uh, my actually my first solo episode with Life Fire Layout, a bunch of my friends and colleagues, um, John Scardina, Zach Borst, uh, Nick Carson, they all have really awesome podcasts. They do solo episodes um, often and they rock it, which has given me the courage to try this one here. Um, but for my first solo episode, I've decided to do uh, a chat about uh, work-life balance, um, especially as it relates to the fire service, but I think there's a direct correlation to um, the world of policing, emergency medical services, definitely emergency management in there. And frankly, um, even if some of the listeners are not in any of those professions, a lot of what we're going to talk about today has direct co correlation to um, work-life balance in other jobs as well. So stay tuned for a lot of that cool stuff. The L3 Harris Extreme 400P radio solves problems and is specifically designed for emergency services. How do we know? We field tested it with medical, urban search and rescue, and collapse and confined structures. This radio is amazingly tough. Check out the L3 Harris Extreme 400P radio at L3Harris.com right now. If you served in the military, you've probably worn Proper Apparel. Proper Apparel is now reaching out to first responders and those who love the outdoors. Check out Proper Apparel from the outdoors to the EOC, wear proper. How do you spell Doberman Emergency Management? EOP, OEP, HVA, HMP, Thyra, TTX, Drone, PDA. Whenever you need an expert, Doberman Emergency Management field experts are there for support. Contact an expert at DobermanEMG.com today. So the correlations that I were was making in my brain, um, you know, actually a number of different nights uh, up in the middle of the night kind of thing, um, was that that same... Uh, uh, I guess you could call it issue persists. Um, you're awake, you know, on, during shift life, multiple times throughout the night, needed at all hours. There is 100% uh, never a dull moment. I can attest to that, uh, both on the job, but also dealing with a new baby. Um, and then something else that struck me was the fact that the responsibility doesn't end when the shift ends. Um, in other words, you know, when you're working shift work, you uh, have to go home and deal with 
whatever life uh, you have and and the the challenges that might occur there same thing with the fact that your baby might be up at all hours of the um the night into the wee hours of the morning and yet guess what you know 6 630 whatever time your other kids if you have any you know get uh, get up you're on um or whatever other tasks you may have going on so um i figured what i would do is start this off with a little bit of a definition. Now, uh, originally, you know, I have my own definition. We all have our own definitions of work-life balance. Um, the technical, the official Oxford Dictionary definition is the uh, division of one's time and focus between working and family or leisure activities. Now, boohoo, that's that's a lot of uh, fancy talk, but the unofficial definition for, I think, what most of us understand, um, because whenever we talk about work-life balance, I think we are really often not talking about the the positive aspect of work-life balance. And we'll we'll hit on that a, a bit today. So the unofficial definition is, from my perspective, is the concerted effort to separate work life from home or personal life, um, really drawing on the correlation that that we are in many cases saying we are not doing this well. And I would agree that many of us, you know, myself included, uh, do need to improve on this. Uh, so let's talk about, before we talk about how to improve on that and some some tips, tricks, various and sundry things, let's talk about barriers. So some of the barriers to work-life balance that, that exist. Um, I wrote down a few of these. Um, I'm sure other listeners are going to, you know, in their own brain can feel free to add to this. But um, the first, uh, you know, barriers is shift work. Um, I know in my firehouse, we have a 24 48 hour schedule meaning we're on shift from 06:30 in the morning until 06:30 the next morning um and then the 48 portion means that we have 2 days 48 hours off um that's assuming we obviously don't pick up overtime or whatever else we have going on um Department to our west does a 4896 schedule, which I think is crazy, but I have talked to a bunch of folks over there and they love it. Uh, most of them, obviously, there's there's some folks who um, think it's crazy like I do, but uh, I will not knock it until I've tried it. And I haven't tried it, so I'm not going to knock it. <laughs> um but the barriers to the work-life balance with shift work is that, you know, in many cases, we are home while our spouse is at work. Um, and so that can draw some issues, you know, when they come home, you know, whether it's what have you been doing all day or you get all this, this quote unquote free time. There's there's often if your spouse um, doesn't understand shift life, shift work and what it's all about, um, that can cause some uh, some dis discrepancies there. Uh, goes without saying, but the long duration away from home portion of shift life uh, does does not help the situation. Um, you know, when you're trying to find that balance, and you find yourselves, especially in times of you know heavy overtime, you know, uh, recruit schools like we've just had, or folks calling out, um, you know, your 2448 suddenly became a, a 4824 kind of situation, um, which was, does not do anyone any favors. Um, and finally, with the shift work piece, just if you really, from a firehouse perspective, if you're on that 24, 48 hour schedule, um, you're you're spending a third of your life with a different group of people at the firehouse um, and other people's schedules, whatever jobs you may have. You know, if you math out exactly what time you are spending um, at your job, it is an incredibly large amount of time. Um, and that does not lend well to the balance portion of, you know, what, what time are you actually, um, 
time and quality, you know, of, of time are you spending um, with your spouse, with your family, with your friends, etc. Uh, another barrier is sleep deprivation. And that kind of goes on, in line with shift work, which is why I put it next. Uh, I, I don't really understand this, but I can tell you we glorify, glorify lack of sleep. Uh, we push through, you know, uh, we, we just push a ton of energy drinks and coffee and caffeine and, um, do not offer opportunities for things like naps or rest the next day. And I mean that both in the firehouse, uh, you know, or other jobs, you know, how often is it really condoned? Like, oh yeah, go, you know, you, you were up most of the night, the previous shift and you're working overtime today. Oh yeah, go take a nap. You know, I know in my firehouse, we, we do condone it, but how many people actually do it? That's that's the bigger question. Um, and the same correlation at home. You might go home, but as I alluded to earlier, the work doesn't stop. Um, are you really ever in a position to take a quality nap and catch up on some of that, uh, you know, deprived sleep that you had uh, for the duration of your shift previous evening or day? Um, and then the toll. Uh, that that takes that all sleep deprivation takes is really on your family because if we say okay we're gonna push through drink an energy drink or a bunch of cups of coffee the reality of it is that the quality of life that we are presenting our family friends loved ones with the next day um, is not the best person that we can be kind of thing so again i know we're only a number two of a, of a few options here for uh that seems pretty negative um there will be you know, these are barriers, okay? There will be um, improvements, suggestions for, you know, positive things moving forward. So bear with me here. It's not all negative. Uh, number three that I have on my list here is, is crew dynamics. And I've, I've joined that up with poor leadership. Um, if you have issues at the firehouse or whatever, wherever you work, um, it will become an issue at home. And it's simply because, especially if issues uh, persist, they present themselves over and over again. That's the poor leadership part of not uh, fixing an issue, letting problems fester. Um, if you don't deal with crew issues to support healthy dynamics, that will begin to roll into people's personal lives, which will then just continue to denigrate whatever shift dynamics you may have um, or issues that persist. So crew dynamics and poor leadership, um, often what happens when we bring crew issues or issues at the firehouse to our house is there's a complete lack of communication. So our spouse, our kids, families, whatever, um, they may not understand what is going on. And it's because we arguably are terrible communicators. Uh, and I, I don't mean to put a broad brushstroke on that, but I myself for years um, was a really bad communicator as to really what the root of the issue is. Um, it's, it's you know, not the weather. It's not the, you know, the, the mess in the house. It's not the multiple projects that have going on. Really what it is, is it's an issue that I have at the firehouse or my job um, that I, that has gone, you know, undealt with. Um, my wife and I have a deal that we don't necessarily solicit. Um, it's not that we're soliciting input, so we don't offer suggestions necessarily. We recognize that um, she's a nurse, so she understands shift life uh, probably arguably better than most. Um, so uh, she understands that both her and I, sometimes we just need to be heard. Um, and, and, you know, 
if there is some offers for suggestions, suggestions for improvement, great. But uh, really, at the end of the day, sometimes it's just bringing issues home to communicate that to, to let someone know what's going on in your life. Um, and then the other issue with shift dynamics and poor leadership is that if we perseverate on problems we can't control, the, the keyword or key portion there is we can't control them. Um, we are doing no one any good. It's 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 it, you know going down a negative cycle, um, you know poor patterns of behavior, whatnot. Um, if we can't control something, we need to do our best to let it go. And we'll talk a little bit more about um, things to do um, in the heat of the moment, pun intended, in just a minute here. Uh, the last one I have for a barrier that I wrote down, and again, there's so many barriers to work-life balance, but I just hit on some big ones for emergency services providers. Um, and this one arguably should have probably been first, but um, I put it uh, last just to sort of wrap us up before we move into the positive world. Um, and this barrier for work-life balance is stressful emergency calls. Um so we, we obviously, we try our best not to bring them home. It's the one thing we try to isolate our family, friends, loved ones, spouse from. Um, but we do. We bring it home all the time, probably more often than we think. Um, again, I will hit on the lack of communication. We don't want to communicate this, especially in my case, I'm lucky that my, my spouse is a nurse. So she does understand a lot of what I'm going through when I would bring calls or issues or, or horrible things to her. Um, Many emergency services providers don't have a spouse who really could maybe even potentially handle some of the um, descriptions of, of calls that we've gone on or, or incidents that we've seen. So that just derives a complete lack of com communication, um, which does not help any level of work-life balance or figuring out some of um, uh, some of these issues, which, again, we're going to talk about shortly here. Um, it, it also, what, what that will lead to is a lack of true help. I have a passion for uh, peer support and making sure that, especially after stressful calls, people get the help that they need to process it the best way they can. Um, process it well. So, so I just mentioned peer support. That's a fantastic option. I hope your agency department workplace has some level of peer support or at least uh, an identified area to send somebody to. Um, what often that may turn into potentially, uh, especially based on the scope of the problem, is some counseling. Um, I'm a huge fan, and we're going to bring uh, Beth Jacobs onto the podcast at some point. Um, she's a big proponent of EMDR, um, I movement desensitization and reprocessing. If you don't know about it, check it out slash listen to when we bring Beth on number of other providers, um, work with EMDR as well, but it is a true, uh, truly amazing technique to help folks deal with, um, stressful calls and just in general, intrusive memories, um, and just debriefs in general, again, crew dynamics, being able to talk about stuff as a, as a, as a crew and then some level of debrief. Uh, and I use that word, even though it's, it, you know, sounds a little strange to bring this to your home life, but some level of debrief and communication with your spouse, figure out what works for you. So you're not maybe dropping gory details into uh, a discussion, but you are at least letting them into your world. So they have a, 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 gl a glimmer of, of what they can potentially do to help, which as I alluded to earlier, may be just listening. The example I give and many people give is the 
um, filling of a cup, right? So you go on a number of calls and your cup just keeps on, you know, critical calls, crucial calls, um, stressful calls, keeps filling, filling, filling. Well, guess what? Eventually the cup is going to get too full and overflow. You'll end up, um, you know, experiencing suicidal intrusive thoughts, uh, seek drugs and alcohol. Um, really you talk about work-life balance, it will take a, a a deep, dark, uh, spiraling turn, um, unless we are able to work with some of what I just described and help, uh, you know, ourselves, um, coworkers, friends, spouses process these critical calls. Um, but although I should have been first, it definitely wraps us up with the barriers to um, true work-life balance. So there's that for you. Um, we can now move a little bit into what I was uh, thinking and tossing around relating to how to actually achieve some work-life balance. My number one thing, uh, not number one meaning the only thing, but it is mindfulness. Um, before mindfulness was a thing, um, at the firehouse on on shift when I was uh, when I would bump up to be the acting shift officer. Before I made captain, this is actually as a senior firefighter, um, I would institute a no cell phone at, at dinner um, rule. So, you know, put it on airplane mode, put it in your pocket, tuck it away, do whatever. But um, it was it was quite literally to just have our folks, myself included, be in the moment, bolster dynamics, uh, the shift dynamics and really improve um, that opportunity to be present in the moment have good solid discussion, not constantly be scrolling social media, checking active 911, wondering, you know, what's going on um, outside of the world that you are in presently. And although that example that I just gave is from the fire station, um, the same could be true at home. I would argue, uh, you know, I have a five-year-old right now. Well, guess what? The five-year-old right now, if I'm constantly checking my phone, you know, he's going to be looking at that, seeing that eventually he will grow to an age that he has his own cell phone. And what do you think he will see as a, the example set for him from me? If I'm constantly checking email, social media, doing anything but sitting down with him at dinner, having some discussions about our day, our lives, anything like that. Um, and trust me, I understand, like I have a five and a two and, and now a newborn. So I understand that you know, dinner for us is about 15 minutes at best. Um, so maybe one question worth of good quality, quote unquote, conversation. Um, but if we set that stage right now, living in that moment and being very mindful of what we're doing, um, it can really help with some of those barriers such as crew dynamics, shift work and stressful calls. Another thing that uh, I have on the menu, huge, huge thing, uh, and I ebb and flow with this myself, so hopefully some listeners are, are with me on this one, exercise. We're talking 15 to 20 minutes a day. Uh, if you do more, great, but if you can even just punch out 15 minutes of something, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You could be go for a walk, go for a, a, a jog, light walk, anything, brisk walk. Um, just it, it, what exercise does, we all know it, but to truly embrace the fact that it stimulates the chemicals in our brain, uh, you know, endorphins, positive chemicals in our brain, they really keep us motivated um, and they boost our energy. We, you know, you talk about um, work life balance and some of the barriers like hmm, sleep deprivation, crew dynamics, shift work in general, uh, stressful calls. Well, guess what? If we get 15 minutes, 20 minutes of exercise in or more each day, our energy is up. We get better sleep. Um, 
improves our sex life. That doesn't hurt anyone's uh, equation at all. I can bet that much. And it's social and fun depending on, you know, it doesn't have to be done socially as a group. Um, like in the firehouse, we try to uh, work out as a crew. I will say when we do that, I've just gotten done a recruit school where we did a whole bunch of that. Um, I pushed myself harder in group workouts uh, simply because I wanted it to be fun and social. And it provided that opportunity to, to challenge ourselves as a group. Um, so exercise definitely up on that list. Um, listeners, you're going, you're just, especially anyone who knows me even remotely well is going to get a huge kick out of this next one. Um, which is learn to say no. <laughs> and not, I'm laughing at myself because I, oh Lord, um, you, you know, the interview question, what's your list, your, your strength, one strength and one weakness. Well, guess what? My weakness, every single interview I've ever done has been the inability to say no. And you'd think that I would just learn how or fix it, but it's uh, harder said than done. So still working on it. But uh, my point is don't, heed what I do in this case, try to listen and, and acknowledge that if there's another training class that comes up or an overtime opportunity that comes up, who who's ultimately going to take the back seat to that? It's probably your friends. It's probably your family, your spouse. Um, there will always be more overtime. There will always be another training class. There will not be additional milestones. Your kid's second birthday, your kid's first sports game, you know, whatever it might be, those milestones don't happen a second time, uh, unless you have multiple children. Even then, though, for that particular child, they won't happen a second time. So learn to say no. Um, we're, we're, we're coming to the end here, I promise, but uh, this is a good one. Um, and my wife and I learned to embrace this pretty early on. It's unplug, right? So go on vacation and unplug. Now, here's the deal. If you have the ability to take a lavish vacation, great, sure, do it, love it. Uh, it vacations don't have to be lavish, though. You can 100% get away with a, a version of a staycation. Or, you know, we are surrounded in many cases where, where I live, um, you know, areas close by an hour car trip away gets you to places that make you feel like you're in a completely different uh, area, which is awesome. We live in a world where we are constantly connected via smartphones, and we have this feeling of obligation, right? We, 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 uh, uh, we feel obligated, like we have to check our email, we have to check our cell phones, text messages, be available 24-7. It's ridiculous. Um, we have a problem delegating. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, not only do I have a problem, you know, oh, check the email, but um, the ability to say, okay, I need to you know, offer up this, you know, this amount of work that I have to someone else. Oh, well, who can do it as best? You know, that is so uh, narcissistic. It, it slays me. We need to learn to unplug when we're on a staycation, a vacation of any kind. Um, uh, something I read um, in a Forbes article uh, about, you know, work-life balance in general was that you can't get fresh perspective from something if we never step away from it. Uh, and, and that's been what I will tell you is case and point is I'm on FMLA leave right now. I'm on baby leave, still on, on baby leave. Um, and early, early into my baby leave, like one week into my baby leave, I had all of these like just mind-blowing moments of revelation of things that I can do differently or, or potentially look to fix or just so many opportunities at the firehouse that when I was mired in the work day-to-day -day grind, 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 
I, I had zero perspective, much less a fresh perspective and even just one week, much less, you know, and, you know, now further into baby leave. Um, it's just amazing to see what unplugging truly can do. Uh, and the last one I have uh, for how to achieve a, some some good work life balance here is is me time. Um, schedule that time for for you, right? What what are your uh, passions? What are your hobbies? Um, I alluded to this earlier that often those of us that work um, or I used to, but but you know, uh, shift work in general allows for us to be home at odd hours that our spouses may not be. What a perfect opportunity to have that 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 time for whatever your passions are, your hobbies are. Um, even if, by the way, uh, it might be catching a show on Netflix or a streaming service, right? Scrolling through social media a little bit, emphasis on little bit, because you know, as we talked about with exercise or something along those lines. Um, a little bit of social media is not a bad thing, but if you find yourself in the hour long scroll, um, perhaps there's other things that you could be doing to, uh, better your work life balance. Um, and just, you know, on the passions and the hobbies piece, one thing I will address is the fact that for years, my, my passion and my hobby was like the fire service. And, um, guess what? It's okay to love the job. It absolutely is. But it's healthy to have other things other than the job. And what I'll say is, although this podcast is emergency services focused in many regards, this is a, it's a new passion of mine. I love the opportunity to do this, talk to cool people, meet cool people, learn new skills, all related to something as cool as this podcast. So whatever you've got going, um, think about me time and whatever that might be um, to help achieve your work-life balance. Um, as we begin to land this particular plane, um, I wanted to briefly hit on, uh, so th those are more of the longer term um, ability to achieve work-life balance, but I wanted to hit on something if, if you can't disconnect and you're headed home from shift, whatever time of day or night it might be. And you know you're about to walk through the door to your family, your friends, your spouse, your loved one, whoever it might be. Um, I wanted to offer a couple of really quick rapid fire like bullet points on things that I have done. And I have talked to colleagues of mine who have done these um, that had great success. If some of their – they're not yet in the longer term ability to – you know, get the exercise every single day, learn to say no, haven't been on a vacation in a long time, stuff like that. These are the more instantaneous, like I'm about to walk through the door and I need to be on. I need to be dad, mom, uh, loved one, whoever, you know, whatever your role is about to be. Um, all right. I'm lucky. I have a 25 minute commute to, to work um, and to home from work. So uh, I turn on some good music, um, whatever the mood is striking at the time. Um, I also love listening to other people's podcasts to be able to unwind or, you know, again, if it's a, a whatever positive episode they may have cruising, I, I love uh, checking that out. So music or podcast um, breathing techniques. I myself have done a few of these. I know colleagues have, I've talked to them and they do it regularly. Um, whether it be like the the box breathing technique, which everyone knows about, it's just the four, 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 and four. You can research it more if you don't know about it, because it is talk about like the physiological instant reduction in stress, pulse rate, etc., um, anxiety. Uh, that's a fantastic um, uh, technique. Uh, meditation, something that I am not really good at just because my mind seems to race all the time. But one of the things that I have looked into um, 
is meditation apps. Uh, so, you know, jump on your phone. They have apps. I think uh, a couple of really highly rated ones, one that I have on my phone that I have not dove into nearly as much um headspace is a really good one calm is one you can look up to uh, both really good meditation apps if you need some guidance on how to do that doesn't take a long time either this it's not a religious podcast but i'm a religious dude so uh, prayer i often leverage prayer and just just say a little prayer to you know bolster my ability to walk through the door and handle whatever it is i'm about to walk into um, and then finally, you're going to get a kick out of this last one. My former lieutenant did this a whole bunch, uh, at least the yelling part of it. But, um, you know, expressing emotion on the way home, whatever you're whatever you're feeling, let it out. You're alone in your car, but most likely, potentially, right? So express that emotion, yell, scream, cry, uh, whatever it is that you need to get out in that moment um, to at least then better process, like I said, what you're about to go into. Um Again, those are just a few rapid fire temporary fixes, uh, but hopefully some you find some value there. I, like I indicated, I have found value in almost every one of those and have talked to colleagues and friends of mine who have, have found equal value themselves. Um, but I've been yapping long enough for my first solo episode. If you're still with me, uh, thank you. Um, I want to end with something a little sobering that every time I hear this quote, it, it, you know, or at least a few of these quotes, actually, I... Um, am struck by how real it is, right? Uh, the first one is we are not promised tomorrow, so don't waste time living in the past, right? We have a bright future ahead of us. There's a reason that our windshield is a heck of a lot uh, bigger than the rearview mirror. Um, whatever you were holding off to, you know, I'm not going to do that today. I, I'm going to wait and hold on. I'm not going to have that conversation today. I'll wait until tomorrow. You know, whatever it is, we aren't promised tomorrow, especially in the line of work that many of the listeners are in. Um, and the last quote I have for you, which is arguably the the, the more sobering one, is uh, they're going to post your job description before your obituary. Um, it's okay to work hard. It's okay to love the job, to love what you do, um, but. We need to remember that work is not everything. Um, I hope that you, any listeners who are still with me, have found some value in this podcast um, and will continue to find value as I post uh, these on a much more regular basis. Um, the next few are definitely going to have some guests, so it won't just be me doing solo episodes. Um, but please uh, like, uh, subscribe to this podcast on whatever you listen uh, on. And make sure you leave some comments, especially you can either email me directly if you want to, if you have ideas for any guests you'd like to see on or topics you'd like to um, have discussed. It's just prescott.nado at readinesslab.com. I'd love to hear uh, any input you might have. Um, in the meantime, really, thank you for staying with me and continuing to stay with me. Um, stay safe, uh, be well, and we'll see you next time.